Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Diaz, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hi, this is Ed. Let's go right to episode 62. Today's episode is titled, Entering the Promised Land at Last, and can be found in the Bible in Joshua chapters 3, 4, 5, and 6. The next morning, Joshua instructed the priests to carry the Ark of God down to the Jordan River. It was finally time to cross into the land that God had promised them through Abraham. But it was also the time of year when the river overflowed its banks. The water was deep and treacherous. However, God was already at work 18 miles upstream. Earlier, he had caused the flow of the river to stop, and a great wall of water had formed at a town called Adam. God's timing was perfect. As soon as the priest's feet touched the water, it trickled to a stop right where they were. The priests carried the ark to the center of the riverbed and stood there while the entire Israelite nation crossed on dry ground. God told Joshua to choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Each of the men was to pick up a large stone that was in the middle of the riverbed and then carry it to a place they were going to camp that evening. When all the people had crossed, the priests carried the ark to the other side, and as soon as their feet touched the opposite bank, the waters rushed back, raging dangerously over the rocks again. The people recognized God's power and the fact that he had chosen Joshua to be the one to lead them into their new land. Next, Joshua set up the twelve stones as a monument at their campsite, a place called Gilgal. In the future, when their children asked what the stones meant, The Israelites could tell them how God had miraculously stopped the waters of the Jordan River and allowed them to walk across on dry land. Word about this spread quickly, and soon all of the people of Canaan, the land the Israelites had just entered, heard what had happened. But instead of being filled with awe and respect, their hearts were filled with fear. A few days later, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. This was a memorial feast reminding them of how God had miraculously rescued their nation when they were slaves in Egypt. The following day, they gathered and ate some of the fruits and vegetables that grew in the land of Canaan. When they got up early the next morning to gather manna, there wasn't any on the ground. They no longer needed it because now they could harvest food from their own land. While the people were still camped at Gilgal, Joshua looked toward Jericho. He saw a man standing there with a sword in his hand. Joshua walked toward him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, the man replied, I am the commander of the Lord's army, and I have just arrived. Joshua fell and worshipped him. Then he asked the man what God wanted him to do. The commander replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. So Joshua obeyed. Then the Lord spoke to him. He said this, I have already given Jericho into your hand along with its king and its fighting men. You won't even need to fight. Think about it. Do you ever take time to remember the amazing things God does for you? Was there a difficult test or task that he recently helped you through? Or a decision he helped you make? Or a time he miraculously filled a need in your life? We must find tangible ways to memorialize the special things God has done for us so that we can look back and recall his goodness, just like the Israelites did whenever they saw the monument they had built at Gilgal. In Isaiah 46, 9, God tells us to do this. Remember the former things, 
those of long ago. Then he adds, I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Now go and have a great day.